Isaiah 55, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money on that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich, fruit, in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to me. Hear that your soul may live. That's probably echoing in Jesus' mind. It, based on what we just read, that's rolling around somewhere. He's like basically paraphrasing that, <laughs> right? Bread. Bread. Okay. How many, do we have any people that started baking bread during COVID quarantine? Okay. <laughs> I had some students start like, this is so Vanderbilt, started a bread company. They can't just, they can't just like bake bread. They have to start a bread company, Instagram, early risers, right? That's what it's called. Focaccia, you know, sourdough. Anyway, yeah, beautiful pictures. But bread, think about like, every culture has some form of bread. It's the, in fact, it's used sort of like, it's used synonymously with food. In the ancient world, bread means food. Because that's what, like the poor people, that's all they had was bread. You go to India, you have naan. Or the Middle East, pita, flatbread, right? Tortillas, tortillas. I love saying that, tortilla. Arkansas, biscuits. <laughs> right? It's just a starchy staple, right? Bread. What kind of man says, I am bread? I kind of can't get over that. What's going on with this? I am. He goes, I'm bread. And if he says it one time, he says it like 12 times. I don't know. He says it like a bunch. I'm the bread. He'll just stop me and go, I'm the living bread. I'm the bread. I'm the bread. I'm the bread. What is happening in this passage when Jesus says, I am the bread of life? What is going on? There are two things. He wants you to recognize your hunger. And that's one of the big things that maybe this, this week can be. He wants, you to rec- he wants us to recognize our hunger. The second thing is he wants to show that he is the bread of life. And what does that mean? So what, right? Hunger, bread, so what? Hunger, bread, so what? That's so simple. All right. Verse 26, Jesus said, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, which he's talking about the the feeding of the 5,000. Because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Don't work for the food that spoils, but the food that endures to eternal life the Son of Man will give you for on him that God God the Father has placed his seal of approval. That, That in other words, everything that God the Father is doing in the world, space, time, and history, he is saying he's doing it through me. In other words, I am, the, I, I am the focal point. I am the climax of everything that God is ever going to do in the world. Massive, humongous statement. Kind of things got him killed. Why does he say this? He's talking about like, he's getting them to see there's a difference between your physical hunger. There's types of hungers. They're hungers. It's one of the things he's doing. And he's not hating on them. He's being really kind to them. They're types of hungers. He's wanting them to recognize how hungry they are. Because there's a basic hunger that we we all have. Hangry, hungry, hungry hippo, right? That we all feel, and I'm in the worst mood if if I haven't eaten. I I never need to have like a deep conversation with my wife when I have low blood sugar. Because it's the end of the world, right? And so you all know the physical ache of real hunger, right? The needing, like, I need food. And then the simplicity of bread, of the starch, right? The simplicity of that bread and how to, or like if you've ever had kids, like that's what babies do. They cry. I'm hungry. I can't, I don't know English. Come feed me something right now, right? But Jesus is going deeper to these people. And he's saying like, I want you to recognize that your ambition, there are things that are driving you that feels the same way in your spirit. And I work with a very ambitious group of people. I know a lot of you do too. Uh, I, I, I work, I'm an RUF campus minister. RUF is, just the, is the campus ministry of the PCA. Um, I'm, I'm a chaplain at, at university, university of Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt University. And so they're very ambitious, 
but I would describe their ambition as hunger. It's a hunger for something. And I'm glad that they're ambitious. Like, I'm glad that the pulmonologist, my dad's had COVID for, since December 12th. He's been on ICU. That's what Michael was talking about. He's been in ICU. He's now, he's now a step-down unit, 73 years old. We thought we lost him six times. But I'm really glad that his pulmonologist was ambitious and hungry, right? Like, so I'm not hating on ambition. The problem is, how often have you gotten your favorite meal or, obtain, or attained some goal or gotten this thing, and you are still just as hungry? That's what Jesus is talking about. I remember a student once telling me he'd sacrificed most of his junior year so he could work for Bain Consulting, one of the big three. He said, I sacrificed the whole thing, and he said, I finally got this job. And now here I'm at my senior year, my college career is over, and I got the job, and I'm just as anxious and miserable as I was before I got it. I think that's exactly what, they're hungers. Jesus wants them, he wants us to consider, he really, tonight, he wants all of us to consider what we're striving for, the bread that spoils. You are working and trying to satisfy a deep, deep hunger that's in you. It's what it means to be human. And so we have, we have broken ways of trying to satiate and satisfy that hunger. And so here's what, this is what I want to say about the first point. Ministry is not bread that satisfies. And boy, did I think it was. Ministry, and this is weird, I know. Ministry in and of itself is bread that spoils. And so the soul hunger cannot be satisfied from ministry. How crazy is that? Because you're doing these, you're making all these sacrifices, right? You're doing all these things. Like, I, I, I went to seminary, I went to RTS Jackson. Like, it's like, it's like going to Scotland, it's so reformed, right? <laughs> and they hated everyone. Like, no one was a Christian except them, like, right? God bless RTS. But, like, I went there, and I was like, I'm going to this school, and this is weird. This is the weirdest group of people I've ever been around in my life. But I'm doing this, and so, God, you better show up and show me and make me feel saved because I hate this so much. Like, I'm sacrificing. I'm doing all these things. And so let me feel like you love me, Father, because I'm trying so hard and I'm doing these things. I'm speaking at these conferences and I'm doing this ministry. But so why do I feel more far? I felt farther away from you. I feel more hungry. That's confusing. Anyone, anyone ever been there? It's like the human condition, that, that famous quote, it's actually from Bruce Marshall's book, The World, the Flesh, and Father Smith. It's been, he says, I believe that sex is a substitute for religion and that the young man who rings the bell at the brothel is, con is unconsciously looking for God. And so here's the point. What Jesus is saying here is your hunger, y'all, it's not Christianity. You're looking for God. It's not the Bible. It's God. It's not morality, it's God. It's not worship. There's so many other things. Jesus is being that singular, that simple. The soul desires intimacy with God. And there can be no other replacements. No matter how virtuous and no how righteous and no how clean and good they look, there is Jesus and that's it. And so Jesus says to them, you saw the sign. You saw me do this amazing thing. A sign points to something else. And y'all, that sign was crazy cool. Of course their minds were blown or they didn't understand what was going on. They had no food all day. No food. And Jesus, they give this little, this little snack, this little one meal that this boy brings up, this precious boy this, brings this food to him and Jesus breaks this bread and blesses it and it goes out. And y'all, here's the deal. There are 12 baskets left over baskets, like baskets with leftovers. And it's almost as though Jesus is just sitting there and every single one of them, he's sitting there and he's going like this. Look at this. Look at this. Look how good I am. Look how much I love you. And so a sign, but here's the thing. Don't get lost in the sign. He said, look, look at me. 
don't get lost in the ministry. Look at me. Don't get lost in like the things that I'm doing. Look at me. Like here's the thing in ministry. I think we can get so distracted by the awesome things that Jesus is doing that we sometimes can miss Jesus. There's a difference between what Jesus is doing through you and your relationship with Jesus. I know the disciples struggle with that. They were, their minds were blown by the ministry that was happening around them. And so like, like Michael said, Michael Hall said earlier, he just said, look, don't rejoice in your ministry. Don't rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. It's the same thing here. But here's what we do with our hunger pains. We're trying to find that satisfaction in even in ministry and all the good things we're doing. It's not, it's that we know, look, we know it's not being satisfied by bad stuff. We know that just makes us miserable and guilty and ashamed, right? Check. But like, surely the good things are going to make me like myself and not hate myself and feel satisfied and feel at peace. Wrong. And so what happens? We have to numb it. You have to numb the hunger pains. Enter every form of secret addiction. When ministry doesn't satisfy your soul, that's when we go underground. That's when we get burned out. And it reminds me of when I was in Lima, Peru, one summer, we worked with these street kids, thousands of them. And I remember the very first time we went up close to them, the very first time, this overwhelming smell of rubber cement or like glue. And I was like, what is that? It's a very distinct smell. And what was happening was they were putting it in these bags and they were huffing the glue. They were smelling and I asked, why are they doing that? And they was like, it's not just to get high, it's what kills the hunger pains. And so here's what I want to ask you first tonight before we go to point number two. What are you doing with your hunger? Like, what is it? What's, what's driving you? What's, what's motivating you in your life? That's what Jesus wants to uncover. He's trying to get them to see, like, why are you looking for me? Who are you looking for? And you have to start seeing that there is always a hunger underneath the hunger. Now, it's hard to stay there. It's uncomfortable to stay there. And that's why we want to numb it. What is the hunger? What is it? I had a lot of time to think about that during quarantine, during COVID, then this last year. I mean, for me, it's like, how heavy could life get that all I could do is sort of just sink through the floor? When life gets so heavy, so much, that all you have to do is like, you either kind of lose it or you get really, really, really simple. And that's what's so beautiful about what Jesus is saying here. Point number two, what's your hunger how are you dealing with it? Point number two, true bread. True bread. Verse 32, he says this over and over again. Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses that gave you the bread from heaven, but my father who gives you the bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And he says this over and over again. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And so here's the point. Our need, our, our hungers are totally impossible. Our problem, our condition is like being in the desert without any food like the Israelites. I Miss mean, bananas. It's like, here's the thing. He does the same thing with the 5,000. He does the same thing with Israelite. He drives all of them into a wall. What are we going to do? We're hungry. We have no food. This is impossible. God has to do the impossible and meet your hunger. Enter Jesus. Have you embraced the impossibility of your hunger? It's the way it's always been. Beyond human ability, beyond human capacity, even for those who are in ministry, especially for those who are in ministry. Even when you're like, theology can't fix the problem because you know better. So what Jesus says is, feel your hunger, feel your hunger, overwhelming, I'm the bread. I am bread. 
Feel your need. Feel the impossibility of it. Look at your coping mechanisms and all your strategies. I am bread. I have a friend, George Landolt, lives here in town. He's a weird dude. Some of the wisest people are really weird. Mr. Miyagi stuff going on. But he, we were talking about this kind of stuff one time, and he goes, you know, I think the reason we don't understand this is because it's so simple. Not because it's complicated. We want it to be complicated. You know why? Because we want to boast about it once we figured it out. But why do you think the weak and the lowly and the children understood this? Jesus says, I'm the bread. And they go, yep, I know who you are. So what kind of bread is this? It's eternal, he says. Eternal is not future or past. It's eternal. It's outside of time, and it never perishes, and it never spoils, and it never fades. It is right now. And so your eternal soul needs eternal bread. And so everything that we put into the eternal soul, it never, ever satisfies. It never, it's not designed to including ministry, and especially ministry. The only way you can be freed from ministry is to stop trying to use ministry to do this. I know that's scary. Y'all, everything falls apart. Relationships end. Summer, as my favorite poet, Thomas Tranströmer, summer fades into fall with one long melancholy murmur. That's the story of the world. We're all gonna die. But Jesus says here, present tense, me, me, me. I, I am, I am deep and lasting life. I want you to see this. It's not what I give. I am life. Do you see the difference? To going and knowing about Jesus, to realize that Jesus, he is what he promised. He is what he promises. I am bread. He doesn't say like, this is what they don't understand. He doesn't say, you're hungry. Come to me and I will give you some bread and you can talk to people about it. It'll be delicious. And then call me on Christmas or Easter. <laughs> I am bread. In other words, take me into the darkest part and the neediest part of your, take me into your hurt. Take me into your shame. Take me into the grimy, swampy places of the contours of your heart. Take me, take me into those places. I think even the way we talk about the gospel sometimes is an abstraction. Sometimes we talk about the gospel as this concept of ideas, and if I can figure the gospel out, maybe I won't be so miserable. That's missing the point. The gospel is not an end in itself. The gospel is a means to Jesus. Even the Bible is. Everything is about Jesus. That's what he's saying. He keeps on, I'm bread. I'm bread. Hmm, I don't understand that. I'm bread. You hungry? I'm bread. Is your soul hungry? I'm bread. Eternal bread for eternal hunger. And it's satisfying. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, y'all listen to this. Whoever comes to me, you won't hunger. Whoever comes to me will not hunger. Whoever believes in me will not thirst. Here's what he's saying. He's actually saying that I will satisfy the deepest hunger inside of you, the hunger of all hungers. I, I will. And so you know what he's talking about? Deep intimate relationship with Christ through the Spirit. Exper experiencing the person of Jesus through the Spirit. And the reason this is so wonderful, like what does that mean to be satisfied? I think like one way of looking at that is the idea of beauty. Like what's beautiful? Like, we like Lewis says this great thing in, 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 in The Weight of Glory. We don't merely want to see beauty. We want something else. We can hardly put it into words. We want to be united with the beauty we see, to pass into it, to receive the beauty into ourselves, to bathe in it, to become part of it. That's your hunger. 
And Jesus is saying, take me straight down into yourself. Do you realize I am the bread? Take, eat. And here's the point. Jesus is the source of everything you're looking for. Everything we're looking for actually finds its origin in Jesus. All the peace, Jesus is peace. The hope, Jesus is hope. Forgiveness, Jesus is forgiveness. Righteousness, Jesus is righteousness. Eternity, Jesus is eternity. You think about this. He's actually, our, the answer is a person. I don't know how else to say it. And we live in the shadowlands and we suffer for a little while, but we bring Jesus right to the very deep center of our life, even though things will be spinning out of control. I'm sitting in an ICU room with my dad and this machine is breathing. I'm looking at my dad. And I've been in hospital rooms before. But how is it that I can be like falling apart, talking to my dad about whether or not he wants to continue life? And then somehow, some way, there is this eternal peace in the midst of me as I'm literally weeping. So I'm weeping and I'm okay. I'm bread. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil for you, for I am with you. So this eternal, satisfying, secure bread, you'll never be rejected. All the Father gives to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, will ne- I will never cast out. That means you can't be rejected. You are wanted. And so much so that he like doubles down on the divinity of his person when he says, I am. So he's literally saying, I am who I am. He's calling himself Yahweh right here. It's one of the I am statements in the, in the gospel of John. I am who I am. In other words, the person that's saying to this, I'm validating everything I'm saying to you right to the center of your being, right to the greatest, darkest nightmares that you have in your being that you're not even conscious of. I'm speaking the word of Yahweh himself right into your soul. I'm bread. I'm bread. And what do you do with bread? So what? You eat bread. It's, a, it's so simple, we don't understand it. So what do you do with bread? You receive bread and you eat it. What's the prerequisite for bread? Hunger. That's, that's it. So what is Faith. Needing Jesus. Faith is not like something that you get once you get sort of like to the, the next year of, RY, of RYM leadership training, right? <laughs> Faith is you coming in contact with your hunger and simply moving to Jesus. Don't add a step. Don't add the step of like, well, I feel like I need to feel worse about myself first. Bleh. Hunger, bread. Are you guilty right now? Bread. You lonely? Bread. What if, you st- what if you and I started seeing that our shame, our guilt, our sadness, our loneliness, and our anger are not walls but doorways to Jesus? They're ways of leaning straight into him. And we can skip all the steps of religiosity. We can skip all the steps of feeling like we need to deserve it. We can skip all the steps of waiting for him to say, at a boy or at a girl. We can skip all those steps and just go straight at it. Like I think about my son Griffin eating breakfast when he was a little boy. It's one of the most beautiful stories. I know I probably told you this before. But like, here's what he does. In the morning, he was a little boy. Breakfast was his only meal. That's like all he ate was at breakfast. And he would sit down with his like bed head and like little Griffin. He's like a mini me version of my wife. And he would just sit down there at the table. And he would just sit there like this. Good morning, bud. Good morning. And he would just wait for his breakfast. And he would just sit there. And I remember he would have banana bread like the size of a car battery, right? <laughs> and just eat it. No steps added. Someone loves me and they give me bread. Y'all, that's what, our, that's what we're wanting to say to you. For you to have that kind of connection with Jesus and your hunger, wherever you are. 
So Jesus says to them, they go, what must we do? What must we do to get this bread? Isn't that a great question? That's a Vandy question, by the way. In fact, I bet when they read, when I read that part, first time when I read, when I preached the sermon to them, they're like, oh yeah, something to do, something to do. What, what work, literally, what work was, was, must we do? And Jesus said, this is the work of God. Trust the one he sent. That's the work of God. You want to do the work of God? Bring your hunger to Jesus. You want to do the work of God? Bring your brokenness to Jesus right now. You want to do the work of God? Bring your impossibilities to Jesus. He wants to be with you. And y'all, this is, now ministry flows from that. Ministry flows from you being hungry, experiencing the bread, and then you know what you become? A baker. Because here's what happens. You just start giving people bread. You're like, I got more. I know where it is. Instead of it becoming this like, thing to keep the parents committee happy right (laughs) or this thing to justify your existence or am i doing enough is that the hardest thing about ministry because we don't have like how show me your results like i don't know are people converted show me like it's such a hard thing to gauge right you have these businessmen who hate your guts (laughs) and they're scary So how do you stay sane in the midst of that? Like, you stay close to Jesus. He's all you need. They fire you. You've got the bread. You leave there with the bread, friends. Forever and ever. May God give us that kind of simplicity. You're craving. You're the gift of hunger. The gift of your brokenness to sink you right down into Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to talk about the bread. You are the bread, Jesus. And your body was broken for us and your your blood was poured out for us. And thank you that we get to physically take those elements to be reminded of this. And would you bless these people this week in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, let's stand.